0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Teen Titans Wasteland. I'm Hub. Thanks for joining us. Hope you're doing well. Me? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. That's very polite of you. You're nice people, I can tell. Anyway, enough of this jibber-jabber. Let's get on to the Titans. Without any more of this ado, which is what I've been adoin'. I'm going to give you a second for that to sink in, how incredibly clever that was. Top of my head. Synopsis. Teen Titans number three. May 1966. Written by Bob Haney. drotted by Nick Cardi. Teen Titans roll call. Aqualad. Kid Flash. Wonder Girl. Robin. It's a peaceful day in beautiful downtown Gotham when a souped-up hot rod crashes into a bank, grows robot arms, and starts snatching money. The bank's automated machine guns, which seem like a totally rational security measure, fail to damage the vehicle, so Batman and Robin are on the case. The dynamic duo pursue the felonious vehicle in the Batmobile as it flees the scene, but are unable to keep up when the hot rod turns into a hovercraft. That is one sweet ride. Robin wants to stick around to try to track down the bandits, but the Teen Titans have been summoned to an important meeting in Washington with a Commissioner of Education. It feels like our heroes have been sent to the national principal's office. They're concerned that perhaps their respective grades have been slipping, but it turns out that the commissioner of education is worried that there are too many teenagers dropping out of school. This looks like a job for costumed heroes. Maybe they can fight inflation while they're at it. The Titans are deployed to the place where the issue of school dropouts is the most pressing, the affluent midwestern suburban town of Harrison. The principal of Harrison High informs them that there have been a ton of students dropping out lately, including one boy named Danny who previously had very good grades. The gang heads over to Danny's house, where they see him leaving for work in a fancy dragster. After pulling over, Danny tells the Titans that he was forced to drop out of high school when his dad died so that he could get a job and help provide for his family. Robin asks why he didn't just get adopted by a billionaire, because hey, worked for him. Okay, he doesn't actually ask him that, but he might as well have. What Robin does say is that if Danny stays in school now, he will make more money later. Danny tells him that he already has a high-paying job as a design mechanic for a man named Ding Dong. That's right, Ding Dong. Ding Dong is the proprietor of Ding Dong Daddy Dowd's Hot Rod Hive, which, in addition to designing and manufacturing custom hot rods, is also the leading employer of local high school dropouts. The Titans decide to go meet Ding Dong, a garrulous fat man with an elaborate goatee and a red Australian bush hat. Ding Dong gives them a tour of his factory, which appears to be on the up and up, until Kid Flash sneaks into the back room, where they're making ice cream carts with hidden machine guns to sell to criminals. The Titans pretend that they think Ding Dong is a great guy, and leave on friendly terms, but once they get back to their monogrammed helicopter, they decide to follow the three hot rods that they see zooming from Ding Dong's place. Kid Flash chases one driven by a robotic Ding Dong and prevents it from crashing into a school bus. one tries to lasso the second vehicle, but it electrocutes her, and Aqualad swims alongside the third car, but then it shoots surfboards out of its trunk at him until he gets knocked out. Meanwhile, Robin has snuck back into the factory to snoop around. He sees the car that had been used in the Gotham City bank robbery and is about to take a picture of it when he's captured by Ding Dong and his goons. They knock Robin out and chain him to a motorcycle that has no brakes. Worst death trap ever. Robin steers the go bike onto a sweet ramp and jumps it into a pile of sand. The Titans regroup and decide to go undercover as dropouts from out of town. They meet up with Danny, fight an elaborately hatted biker gang named the Scorchers, and then immediately reveal their identities to Danny and his friends. Way to work undercover, guys. The next day, Danny takes the Titans in their dropout costumes to Ding Dong's shop and says that they would like jobs as mechanics. Ding Dong hires the three male Titans to work for him and takes the disguised Wonder Girl into his office to dance for him. Super creepy. While Ding Dong is distracted by Wonder Girl's gyrations, Robin reveals to the teenage employees the criminal nature of the enterprise they are engaged in. The teen dropouts are shocked to learn that the super-fast vehicles that they designed and built with concealed weapons and grabbing arms are to be used for nefarious purposes. Wonder Girl beats up Ding Dong, and the teenagers, both Titan and otherwise, team up to take out his thugs and the robot gas pumps that he has activated. Danny and his pals decide to go back to school. Hooray! The Teen Titan's work is done. I guess Ding Dong was behind the whole national school dropout issue? Problem solved. As long as no one pays young people a decent salary for their high-end design and production work, our country will be safe. Thanks, Teen Titans. And we're back. We are now joined by my brother, Corey. Hey, folks. Hey, Corey. I wasn't the folks. You were probably talking to
1: the other folks. I was talking to everybody. Oh. So, what'd you think? This one, initially, I almost have the same complaint that you had About the previous one, we reviewed that it it almost wasn't weird enough for me, yet it was enjoyable primarily because of the alliteration of the bad guy's name, which, if I were to to write it out shorthand, would be D superscript 4 H superscript 2. For the name of his... Ding Dong Daddy
0: Dowd's Hot Rod Hive? Yes. That's a good name. If I were to name this issue, I would call it Enter a Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's catchier. I, that was, honestly, there was a lot I really enjoyed about this issue. My favorite part, hands down, is that the bad guy is named Ding Dong. I agree. I, I think I texted you before we started recording. Was
1: like Just so you're excited about the next issue, the bad guy is named Ding Dong. And it worked. Yep. I also liked this villain in that he was just a kind of a bon vivant bad guy.
0: Well, I was thinking he kind of... I felt that way most of the way. It did super creep me out when he had Wonder Girl dance for him at the end.
1: That creeped me out as well, but I mean, I think that also sort of speaks to the... Sexism of the era in which this took place, where that it's she like, couldn't be a mechanic. Yeah, there's too. like, well, there's three guys, so like, you... clearly they're mechanics. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh no, I just played the rock music to get the boy mechanics motivated. But like,
0: she didn't bring any records with her. They're his records, so he's playing the music for everybody to mm-hmm. get them motivated. She's literally just sitting in his office dancing for him. Well, not sitting. Dancing. Dancing. She's dancing in his office dancing for him. It which, was super creepy. And he just kind of has like a
1: smug look on his face. Yeah, that, that definitely took away from...
0: Other than that, I did like Ding Dong Daddy Down. Dad. I like that he comes across to me as being kind of stupid but also comes across, like, as, like, a super easygoing, like, kind of laid-back dude, but is really, like, a conniving mastermind, but who is also, I think, kind of dumb.
1: Mm.
0: Which I enjoyed that. I also think that he is perhaps supposed to be set up as, like, a Fagin-type character. Mm. He's gathered all of these urchins to him to set them up and steal for him, and has this, I think, what the 60s equivalent Mm. of, like, almost, like, the courtly manner that Fagin had. Mm the equivalent of that is like him talking and in, instead of like overly elaborate language and kind of like overly hip language which he totally does in this and mm. i enjoyed that mm. going back one of the first things that really stood out to me is banks and gotham are out of control oh the guns Dude, that is the worst security measure ever. So To have automated machine guns pop mm-hmm. out of part of the bank to and just start everything. mowing things down if there might be a robbery. Shoot them all. There were a ton of just civilians in the bank that totally, first of all, it didn't hurt the car. Mm-hmm. But, dude, but there were just people all around
1: there. Yeah, yeah. The automatic machine gun knew only to shoot the robot armed hot rod that had smashed through the walls. Right, well, that was people. what it was designed
0: to do. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. It was an anti-robot-armed hot rod prevention yeah. measure. But and I would like to point out, the Gotham thief totally got away. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Batman ever tracked
1: that guy down. No, he was out of there. Yeah. yeah he uh, bought his car from Ding Dong Daddy down. Yeah. It paid it's off probably for still robbing banks today. Probably. My favorite thing about that initial setup, too, was that there was a lot more of the... Probably some word for this device, but where the background characters are narrating verbatim what the action is clearly describing in all of the panels. Right. (laughs) And so they're like, oh, a giant weird car is smashing through the bank. The giant weird car has robot arms. It's grabbing all
0: the money. (laughs) It's, you know, I like that. I mean, ironically, it drives me crazy in like later Bronze Age comics when Chris Claremont does that. Mm. Because he skips the step of having characters in the background say it and he'll just put it in the captions mm. and then have it be illustrated exactly what he's saying in the mm-hmm. the captions. With this, for some reason to me, if it's actually a character in the background giving it as exposition, I enjoy it in the same way that I enjoy like 40s and 50s radio shows where mm. there's... What are you doing with that gum that you're holding? I'm pointing it at you. Yeah. You know, I enjoy that kind of thing. I think it is goofy, but I like it a lot.
1: It cracked me up, too, because the delivery was also stilted in, in a way that, you know, people don't normally talk. Not necessarily like a 40s or 50s radio thing, but it made me think of, like, voiceover on anime or, or something like that. In particular, there was one scene where there's a, a lady in the background whose, her feathers are totally ruffled by what's going on. And so she says, what is going on? Metal car arms extending out from it? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, reading yeah. it as the way that is punctuated. Right. No, <laughs> I think and I think that was probably how she said.
0: She's just confused by the whole situation. Yeah, how can and speak? it's just like, is this what's happening? I don't know. Yeah. I will say, those teenagers did a fucking great job at their high end design work. They really did. Like uh, for teenage dropouts, they built some amazing vehicles yeah. and designed them. Yeah, whatever they were teaching at that high school was pretty effective. I mean, I'm not a fan of people dropping out of high school, but it seems like it worked out pretty well for them. Granted, ideally they wouldn't be using it for felonious purposes, mm-hmm. but if they're capable of that kind
1: of design and production work, then fucking good for them. They don't really need to go to high school anymore. Correct. This issue is sort of set up as, uh, hey kids, education is important. Right. Because if you don't get it, you're gonna to have to go design awesome cars right. for some crazy dude <laughs> with a hat. Yeah.
0: If you don't
1: <laughs> if you don't stay
0: in school, you will build totally awesome cars for a man named Ding Dong.
1: And get paid really well.
0: Dude. And get to drive the cars. Yeah. Mm hmm. Man. It seems like the Teen Titans are not maybe the best way, even, okay, even if Teen Titans are the way to fight teenage dropouts, direct intervention doesn't seem necessarily like what they're best suited for. Mm -hmm. Maybe they could cut some PSAs. Mm -hmm. Like, they're very influential people. They could be like, hey, stay in school, or you'll never Mm -hmm. get adopted by a rich billionaire." (laughs) (laughs) Stay in school. We are. I do know that later on, Aqualad is going to high school. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Wally's going to high school. I don't know if Robin or Wonder Girl are going to school at all. Um, I think maybe they have private tutors.
1: Yeah, there's uh, they don't explain it, but there is a panel in there where they do go out of the way to state that they are all making good marks. I guess that's true,
0: but, like, Wonder Girl's on Paradise Island, and I think Aqualad was maybe enrolled in a private school at this point. Mm. There's a great backup feature in a later on issue where Aqualad helps. I mean, Aquaman helps Aqualad cheat on a bunch of tests to get him into
1: <laughs>
0: into prep school he justifies it by saying like aqualad really knows all this stuff it's just he got hit on the head really hard and he forgot it so like he has fish like jumping out of the water and like spelling out the answers to questions oh my goodness it's it's rad it comes it's in a it's a backup feature that's a reprint that's in a later team titans issue so we will get to it eventually
1: i'm glad but to hear it
0: It's pretty cool.
1: I gotta say, speaking of Aqualad, this is perhaps the most underutilized and beaten up that I've seen him to date in these comics. He really only gets to do one cool thing... Which is preceded by an uncool thing happening, which is one of the guy The dumping him in a barrel? Yeah. One of the Scorchers? Yeah, there happens to be a barrel of water for no
0: reason outside of the hamburger shack. I think maybe it's old time enough that that's like, maybe that was for
1: horses to drink out. <laughs> okay. So I Aqualad, think that was still happening in the yeah, 60s. Aqualad gets picked up and dunked into a horse barrel, <laughs> and then the, the biker dude... Who's like wearing a top
0: hat? Like yeah, a, he's wearing a top hat. All of the members of the Scorchers, the bad biker gang, are hats. very elaborately hatted. There There's mm-hmm. one is wearing like a World War One German Kaiser helmet
1: mm-hmm. with a big spike on top.
0: One of them's wearing a top hat, mm-hmm. and one of them's wearing a crown.
1: Yeah, that that was a pretty bizarre thing. So, top hat is looking into this horse barrel after dunking Aqualad and suddenly he's like whoa that, he's been down there for a while like, <laughs> I don't want the kid to die and then Aqualad like reaches up and like and drags him and into drags the him into the barrel right bench. it didn't seem like it would hold too it didn't it, seem like
0: it would hold frankly Aqualad but it, I really liked the, it was, there was something very cartoonish and fun about yeah yeah having two full-grown men be pulled into the barrel and well mostly and pulled her out. It also, in terms of Aqualad being kind of disrespected, he really does. He gets beat up by the flying surfboards that come out of the back Knocked of it.
1: Knocked out, KO'd. Yeah,
0: yeah. Granted, Although there were Rob- several. Robin gets KO'd too, and so does Wonder Girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kid Flash comes out of it pretty okay. Yeah. Like, he says he failed, but his failure was just like, man, I didn't manage to stop that car. Well, or, I did, I did, I did well, stop the did. car, He only but saved it was a, a school bus full of kids. Yeah, he did a great job. He's way too hard on himself. Mm-hmm. But the other way that I felt like Aqualad was a little bit disrespected is when they're going undercover, Wonder Girl's wearing a, w- a blonde wig and, like, some flannel and shit. Mm-hmm. Robin and Kid Flash have, like, elaborate latex masks over their faces. Mm-hmm. And Aqualad just is... Nobody's going to recognize me. It's yeah. fine. It's because the other two have masks.
1: Yeah, which, which I could not really like the idea they that they to- had <laughs>
0: masks over their masks yeah. and nobody noticed. Yeah. I know. I had those hands. Like, why don't they just take off? Here? Yeah, yeah. In in addition to to them all wearing like the latex masks, I liked the rest of their undercover gear
1: because
0: hmm. to me they looked like like the Japanese science police from a monster movie, like you know, like where they wear the coveralls <laughs> and like the the blue coveralls with the blue um, helmet. I actually, like I feel like that shows up a lot with like goggles. I do know what you mean now. That's what they're basic undercover Mm -hmm. costume was with the exception of i think robin just wanted to peacock a little bit and have a Mm -hmm. little more flair because he's wearing this goofy gladiator helmet that has a giant red plume coming out of the top
1: was that left over
0: from when they fought the scorchers no that's before they go to meet the scorchers
1: because that's when they go undercover I was trying to figure out what actually was going on with that. I my initial thought, which is I think another one of these stupid thoughts, I was like, what? He's wearing a giant wig with this huge red ponytail <laughs> that's whipping out." It did kind of look like that. It was. I
0: I thought maybe it was a scarf at first that he was mm. wearing because one of the other guys had. Because one scarf. of the other, one of the scorchers had a had oh. a scarf, oh. but like everybody else was like, "No, we've got this uniform. We're all going to stick to it." And mm-hmm. then Wonder Girl's like, "I'm just going to wear some flannel because I'm a girl." Mm-hmm. Then. I don't get the a helmet, I guess. No, she's an Amazon. She... Yeah, she well, I know, but her undercover persona wasn't presumably an Amazon. Also, there's no reason why they had to be undercover at that point. Mm-hmm. They could have just showed up as the Teen Titans, beat up the Scorchers, and then said, see, Danny, we're good guys. Maybe you could help us
1: out. There's some psychology behind that. Oh. Yeah, so it's the idea once... I had somebody explain to me... Okay, if you're ever going to buy a used vehicle, <laughs> okay, okay. you need to go to the lot and um, feign interest in some other thing, like go up to an RV and ask tons of questions about it and get the salesperson really engaged in it. Okay. But what you really want is, you know, the, the Mercury Cougar next to the RV. Uh, I, what, I, what I want is the Pontiac Aztec that's next to that. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> I want a Pontiac Aztec so bad. They are the coolest ugly car i don't even think they're ugly. they're so ugly they're beautiful anyway you're getting me sidetracked sorry so you take your pontiac aztec campaign no 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 a, i pretend i'm interested in the oh, yeah. rv right but what i want is a pontiac tech. so you get the the guy going and telling you about all the features of the rv you know what are the payment plans blah 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 sales guy is getting excited and then you switch what about the aztec huh. i'll give you five grand for it and the sticker price is maybe eight and the guy is so flustered but still really wants to make the sale and just says, okay. So, Teen Titans have fooled the high school kids that because their whole angle for um, helping them beat up the Scorchers is to, to get in close with the right. kids because they need their help to be... To go under, undercover under at Ding Dongs. Yeah, to go undercover at Ding Dongs. So they're just taking that used car um, approach to it where it's the uh, Switcher Don't a feel like that metaphor totally works. You're right. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a, there was a glimmer of hope at the beginning, but then it just kind of got away from me. So,
0: well, you're yeah. just too interested in imparting useful uh, used carbine. I don't know it's that that's accurate, actually. It
1: doesn't seem like it would be. No, I think that um, the guy that gave that advice was somebody that was hired by a guy that I used to work for to give advice about like how to do good business to a whole company of people. And after it, everybody that they talked to was just like, what the fuck did that guy say? And that was the only thing I remember. He was like, if you're ever buying a used car. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing And that's why they went... In disguise, to beat up the Scorchers. You are welcome. Problem solved. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I still do feel bad for Aqualad, though. He really got the... And when all those surfboards were flying out at, like, I could almost sort of feel his stress because he's, like, looking around, he's like, Can't dive! Water's too shallow! Oh <laughs> bonk! Yeah, so he, I, he,
0: he didn't have a particularly strong showing this episode. In his defense, this wasn't a highly water-centric issue. No. Like there weren't a lot of, like he was able to swim alongside some cars mm-hmm. and hide in a barrel.
1: <laughs> That's about it.
0: <laughs> I feel like maybe they should just bring a barrel everywhere they go and he can just ha- hang out in the barrel. Mm. And then he doesn't have to worry about being out for more than an hour. Yeah. Maybe when, when they get like a vehicle, I can just have like a barrel attachment that he can yeah. hang out in.
1: Yeah. 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 Like the little pod. I also felt bad for uh, wonder girl. This is the first time that I've seen her really take a header when she oh uh, when she gets electrocuted yeah she lassos the dude's electrocuted car and uh and the description of it was something like uh and like a wounded bird she plummets and the, there's a really big sound when she hits the ground i was concerned for her safety
0: i was although she kind of brought that upon herself because she she said well that car looks fairly harmless like it's not doing anything wrong I'm just gonna go she had no reason to pull stove. it over and and she's just like well i'll just take she says i think i'll take a closer look and so to do that, she lassoes it with a magical lasso. Which is gonna hurt it's something. Like suspension maybe? That's not good for a car. That's probably not. when it's going at a pretty decent clip mm-hmm. to be jerked backwards by a magical rope. So you think this is a mechanism to take her down a notch? Well, I think she had no reason to stop and frisk there. Mm-hmm. I, I think she was profiling and I don't think that's fair. <laughs> um I, I like I like Wonder Girl a lot. I don't. I don't like the way that she was marginalized in the auto scenes, as as we discussed. Although I do like that she's the one who got to beat up Ding Dong. Yeah, mm-hmm, uh, coming. No, he totally had it coming, but I still kind of like him. Mm. I still kind of like, except for the fact that he's he's creepy. I picture him talk being kind of like uh, Matthew McConaughey's figure in Dazed and Confused. Mm. They're like, that's what I as, like about high school girls. girls. Yeah, he did have that, that kind of creepy guy vibe, but like also super laid back. And every time they show him, he looks like he's really, like, laid back about, like, the fucked up shit he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of enjoy that. One of the fucked up things that he's doing is making those ice cream carts that have machine guns in them. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck crime they're supposed to do with those. I can't be good. Like, they're on bicycles. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a bicycle with a cart on the end, and then the
1: cart has a machine gun that's hidden in it.
0: What the fuck are those for?
1: Yeah, I that doesn't really make sense to me either. Robin does a pretty good. So each of the Teen Titans in this, kind of with the exception of of Kid Flash, because he he does fine. He prevents the crash of the robot right. ding dong. Right, the mechanical ding dong. They neither of those sound good, do they? Um, he <laughs> prevents sound good to some people. That's he, no judgment. Yeah, stop shaving people, Cory. Yeah, yeah. Do any all ding dongs. Where was I? The, uh, uh, talking about mechanical ding-dongs. Thank you. Um, so all the Teen Titans have, have their troubles to deal with. Robin, it takes a lot for me to appreciate his efforts because okay. he's kind of a jerk right? a lot of the time. Um, this one was kind of hilarious. He wakes up on a motorcycle right. that's going really fast. Right. And was like, What? Where am I? Oh my god! I'm chained to a motorcycle <laughs> that's got no brakes and the accelerator's all the way down. Oh shit! But
0: that, that its such a lazy, it's such an elaborate slash lazy death trap.
1: Like there's no way that the motorcycle, like, uh, so again, you just got to suspend disbelief and, and let it let go of that. There's no reason to set up that
0: Rube Goldberg device, though. If they wanted to kill him, they should have killed him. Killed it, it's not thing. like it's going to look like an accident. If you find a guy who is handcuffed to a motorcycle that has crashed, they're gonna know he was murdered anyway. It's I think maybe Ding dong is high. Ding Dong seems like he's pretty yeah. high. you know, he's like, you know what we should do? <laughs> <laughs> that would actually make a lot of sense. He's like, hey goons
1: We'll <laughs> go bring out the old Honda man, we're gonna chain this dude to it.
0: Yeah, and once again, it is specifically a Honda. I wonder if, like, Bob Haney had some kind of product placement deal. Nothing oh, but Hondas. Yeah. On two um, wheels. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if Honda was making cars yet at that point. Um, I think that may have come later. I don't know. That
1: could be. But anyway, but Robin yeah, like, lands, he 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 takes this 100 miles an hour chained to a motorcycle, a Honda. Does an Which, awesome, how is it staying upright before he woke up? That's, again, that you've just got to let that go none of that's possible oh, okay so anyway he wakes up on the speeding motorcycle with no brakes and takes it down for some reason a giant ramp that shoots him because ra-
0: he needed to get into the big pile of sand
1: right so you know that was fortunate
0: <laughs> yeah well he, it was a good thing that he spotted those yeah yeah and then that wonderful girl spotted him mm-hmm. yeah comes
1: in and bails him out but you know good for him if i woke up on a speeding go bike with no brakes and my wrist chained to, <laughs> at least i can still steer that's his first thought like that is an optimistic is... clear-headed maneuver i was impressed i agree
0: so that dovetails into who was your favorite teen titan this issue
1: uh kid flash once again um he just took care of business he saved all those kids on the school bus i like that he's somewhat self-effacing although i don't think he he needs to be but i, I don't know i kind of appreciate that yeah that, that humble approach to serving okay. justice. I feel the most sorry for, for Aqualad, so I almost kind of want to give yeah, him that, like, a pity Yeah, I do like about. that he pulled that guy into a
0: barrel with him. That was And then tough. beat him up. That is almost worth it for me. Yeah, I'm having a tough time, honestly. I guess I'm going to go with Robin. I mean, he takes that Honda on a pretty, pretty sweet ramp, and really for that reason and the fact that he had a tiny camera with him to take pictures of the hot rod that he saw, mm. that was which I liked his tiny camera. Spy style. Yeah, but... I do have some problems with the way robin acted in this once again when they're sent on the mission at the beginning mm-hmm. everybody except for him is just like i don't know if this is really our line of work and he's just like just shut up and do it uncle sam says go we go mm-hmm. but he's basically parroting what his mentor has has drilled into yeah. batman like they're in the middle tough of law of- and order guy
1: yeah they're trying to fight crime and they're in the middle of this case and batman's just like when uncle sam says go you don't ask questions yeah you go, that's true man. yeah yeah get that shit done. You Uncle Sam says jump you don't even ask how high you say can I come down now sir <laughs> oh snap yeah you know, it's interesting I, I I don't think we have any statistics on this but you know it seems like since we've started this this effort you have voted consistently for either Aqualad or Robin and I voted consistently for Wonder Girl or Kid Flash i don't know if that um, does that I think out? i did have a wonder girl in there at one point
0: oh, okay i don't know if i've had kid flash be my favorite yet mm-hmm. it's well we're the you're, camps. You're, and, and also in some instances i'm trying to go different than than you and i you know i'm to get some variety okay what was your favorite piece of uh groovy teen lingo
1: ah uh, good question i think my favorite piece of lingo wasn't necessarily from the teens but it was in that particularly satisfying i guess not satisfying but humorous panel where robin's discovered by the goons and then knocked out and then they throw a pile of tires on him to right. like imprison him and um Ding dong, uh, yeah, it's Ding Dong who's like his henchmen throw the tires, but then Ding Dong quips and he he works a pun in there and he says, "I hope that doesn't tire your fighting jive from." And then tires in big quotes. And that just <laughs> well, and as he's doing that, he does have a really cool
0: like smug Murk. look on yeah, his face. Yeah, he's, or he's like, like
1: doo, 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 okay, Oh, making a joke." That cracked me up.
0: Yeah, and I think that counts as even if that was not said by a teen, it is definitely teen lingo. It, yeah, he that says he dive, was using. Yeah, which I guess also means. The ability to fight as well as music. Right. It's a multifaceted word. Mm. I think my favorite was, it's early on, it's throughout the issue, cars are referred to as mills. Yeah. And it's very early on, uh, Robin says to Batman about the car that they're pursuing, that mill is really grinding. Because like... You say that like it's a cool, like, hip thing to say, mm-hmm. but instead of, like, 1960s, that seems like, like, 1860s thing. Oh, you would yeah. just be like, yes, yeah. I have this mill, it is grinding me flour. Mm. I enjoy that. It's
1: very, yeah. And
0: I, I enjoyed that. I don't know if people actually used that phrase or not. They, they may have, but mm. I really like uh, that mill is really grinding. Mm. That I thought that was a lot of fun. Did you have a favorite panel?
1: Um, there was a few in there. I... I almost felt like this is what 1966 right so, yeah but there was a few in there that have the sort of almost like 70s like sort of groovy feel yeah. to them and there's one where i think it's a kid flash is chasing one of the one of the hot rods okay and the one with
0: the mechanical ding dong in
1: it yeah he's chasing the mechanical ding dong sure driving, which is driving a car mm-hmm. it's just it's a it takes up the whole like bottom third of the page and it just has this really cool dynamic like graphic thing to it and um and then there's like the the noise that the car is making fades from like orange to yellow or vice versa oh that's nice and so it kind of picks up the coloration of kid flashes get up and uh, it's just a very like uh graphic you know kind of striking panel cool connected.
0: i think mine was the one where they take off the masks and they have masks on under them <laughs> yeah i i really like that the visual of them taking off masks and having masks on i think is really funny and i also really just like that aqualad is just standing like yeah, nobody's going to recognize me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I thought that was a really fun issue. I enjoyed it. Yep. We got a, uh, some feedback from a bunch of people. Uh, people seem to be enjoying the podcast, which I'm really happy to hear about. Excellent. We heard from uh, Osvaldo, who uh, hosts a site called The Middle Spaces, mm. which is great. It and is you great. guys should all check it out. Please it's do. wonderful. One of the other people that we heard from, too, is uh, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> And she actually had some feedback that I thought was really useful. When we were talking about the different slang that they were using, mm. we've both been fairly amused and dismissive of it as what is Bob Haney doing? Mm-hmm. Teens didn't talk like that. She says otherwise. Mm-hmm. She was telling me, Oh yeah, I listened to the podcast, but here's the thing. I said natch all the time. And had a weirder slang than that. Where I think my favorite slang word that we used to use was the word tuna. If we really liked something, we would say, like, oh, yeah, man, that was
1: tuna. Like, that's cool.
0: Yeah, like, that's great. (laughs) I had never heard that, but I really enjoyed that, and it's good to hear. And Mm. she is the age that this was not necessarily aimed at, because I think it was aimed younger than her.
1: Mm.
0: And when this came out, she was 16 years old. And one of the other things that she said, which I really enjoyed, was, we really did make picket signs a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Vindicated. She was talking with... One of her old friends, and he was he was saying like, Oh yeah, we had this great car there. Room enough for four people and all their picket signs. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Oh, and I'm sorry, really quickly, there were once again no picket signs in this issue, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, thumbs down. Yeah. I think that... Kind of wraps this up. I really enjoyed this issue. I know it wasn't quite strange enough for you. It
1: it wasn't quite strange enough for me, but Ding Dong's Screamin' Demon and and all the other goofily named Hot Rods. The fact that there's a man named Ding Dong kind of made up for it for
0: me. Yeah, Ding Dong Daddy Dad. (laughs) All right, join us next week when we will be discussing Teen Titans number four, which will feature special guest star. We've talked about him before and he's been brought up in the letter columns. He comes up in this letter column a lot too. Speedy, Ah, the Green Arrow sidekick, will be uh, guest appearing in the next issue. Thanks again. Please, if you get the time, leave us a review on iTunes. We've gotten a few really nice ones. I really appreciate it. And if we could get more, that would be great. And yeah, check out, if you want to, the website at ttwasteland.tumblr.com. And drop us a line at ttwasteland at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, Corey. No problem. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thanks. Bye.